Hey guys, this is Tifa and I'm back. I have been healing a lot. I have been meditating a lot. I have been focusing on the end of school a lot, um, which hasn't left a lot of time to record. But I'm here now and I have a shit ton to say. So first let's get caught up. I have just finished my almost perfect draft of my essay for my English class. I have taken my Spanish final. I've done all of my philosophy papers. I have moved into my new apartment. Hush. I still have my dog. I have a new dog. So now I have Daisy who is five years old and I have Theodora who is three months and very tiny. Um, I have just been really working a lot on building my apartment to be a place that I really want to live in and a place that I'm really happy with getting organized staying clean um making this a sanctuary especially seeing as I'm stuck here I think it's really good to make this be a place that I really want to be in um so I've been dedicating a lot of time to that dedicating a lot of time to feeling my feelings and being in my emotions and working through whatever things that I probably haven't worked through for years. Um, developing new hobbies. Like the, my plants right now, I love them. Um, they teach me patience. They teach me that, you know, I'm not always going to be good at some of these things on the first try. Like me and my aloe plant, we're struggling. And, you know, now finally she's he sorry he's in a really good place and so that's good um but just learning a lot and being able to explore and being able to build on my home sanctuary and how it looks and honestly I've been so blessed because so many people have donated so many things to me that contribute to this amazing look that I have now that I feel very appreciative of it I'm very thankful for all these people who have given to my apartment to make it to be the place that I really love it to be. Um, I feel like I've been thriving during this quarantine. I learned how to retwist my hair and I did a really good job. I dyed my hair ginger. It turned out like hot Cheetos. Um... But I still dyed it with some overtone dye that I've been trying to do for a really long time. What else? Um, I started working on my fan fiction again. I got to try a homemade face mask. That was pretty interesting. Um, Establish a night routine. Set up my meditation area. Get more crystals. I've been really trying to focus a lot on me. And that has left very little time to do other things for other people. I've been spending a month just basically about Tifa. And that felt really good because I spent a lot of my time about other people. 
and other things. And now it's very great that I get to focus on myself and what I want and listening to my voice and, you know, not the voices of other people and doing what other people want for me. So those are all been really good things um, that we're going to check up on. I have been very blessed to right now not have really experienced a lot of COVID-19 deaths. No one in my immediate family has died from COVID-19. Nobody in my immediate circle has died from COVID-19, even though people that are in my like outer circle have had people who have died. And that's actually been really sad for me. Um... One thing I noticed is that I've been very sensitive during this time. It's been a little hard for me because I'm an empath and I feel a lot. And sometimes I can feel the energy that's going around Michigan or the anger and the frustration. And then I feel the despair and all of those things. So it that one has been kind of hard for me to do um and on that note we're gonna kind of segue into what I want to talk about and I want to talk about Governor Whitmer and everything that she has been going through and how it frustrates me so honestly I've never thought about the new governor didn't even know there was one until this crisis happened and I'm not going to say that I was happy with her decision to close down everything when she did it, but I didn't necessarily have an anger towards it. I had a fear, but there was no anger that was attached to that. Um, I've personally watched almost all of her press conferences. I follow the data of Michigan coronaviruses very closely. I think that she has done an amazing job. I think that we were in a place that we could have been very high. We could have been up there with New Jersey and New York. And for a second, we were number three. And I think that was really scary. Not even just thinking about myself, but thinking about my mom and my dad and, you know, what would happen to them if they caught it and that's a really scary thought and just I guess feeling a pain of other people you know a lot of people don't really think about this until it hits them and when it hits them it's too fucking late you know then you want to play the shoulda woulda couldas and why didn't I's and all those things and so I think that that has played like played a toll on a lot of people but it's really frustrating to me to see someone especially a woman work so hard to keep people alive and then watch people protest with guns to get an economy moving that would just kill people first of all Fuck you 
to anybody who thinks that their money is more important than people fucking living. What the fuck is that? Saying, well, people will die. Yes, of course people will die. People will die every day. But why the fuck do we need to just line up people to have mass fucking deaths? Or line up people to be in the hospital and prevent people who are having a heart attack or who need to have an emergency surgery, who got shot, who was having a stroke, who's having a brain aneurysm, all these things. Why do we need to bombard the hospital so that those people can't get the help that they need so that you can open your gun shop? The literal fuck. I'm just not for it. I'm not... There's a lot of thing about these protests protests that have just really irritated me. Um, from the very beginning, obviously, just the protests in general are frustrating. The first line of protest, they blocked hospitals and ambulances. And then were toting about how they stopped Governor Whitmer from leaving. And I was like, no, you stopped people from getting care. And that was really frustrating. Um, the fact that they then were protesting, but felt like they needed to have guns, especially the men, because they're frustrated. They're frustrated that a woman is telling them what they can and cannot do. And a lot of men don't like that. A lot of men are still misogynistic, or even if they don't know it, they're unconsciously so. And so to combat that, they need to show this woman that they have the power and the way that they feel powerful and manly is with their phallic symbol, which is their gun. I don't think that anybody should protest with guns. I don't think that guns are appropriate for protests in general. And I can't help draw the parallels to African-Americans protesting peacefully and getting way more drama from it than these Caucasian Republicans protesting with guns outside of the Capitol, outside of her mansion, all of these places inside the Capitol. I think that it's honestly ridiculous. Um, I think that the legislator, the, the, the house are fucking stupid because the truth is that they don't care about our lives they don't care about our safety they don't care if we catch it or if we don't catch it what they really care about is what they really care about is winning an election and it's really scary to me that our lives don't really matter. We're just broken down to a number to these Republicans and they'll do whatever it takes to keep their numbers high, even if it means killing people. And that's really scary to me. Um... I just don't think that it's safe. Personally, I think that there's a lot of things that shouldn't be done that are being done. 
And I wish that we could stop and take the time that we need to focus on the crisis at hand and not worried about re-election, which I feel like a lot of government people are worried about right now. They're not worried about the people, even though they work for the people. They are more worried about re-election. And I think that it makes me think, you know, this is where democracy, you know, has its bad side is it's supposed to be for the people because they're so focused on getting the people to like them. They're not focused on how to keep the people alive. And that's a really scary thought because how many of us are they willing for to die? How many people have to be sacrificed to save an economy? What 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 to you is more important? Is it more important to have a livelihood or is it more important to have a family? And right now a lot of people are saying that the money is more important than their family and that's scary that's a really scary thought but then we get into some of the name calling and the things that are happening for instance they called governor whitmer whitmer hitler and that was extremely disturbing um because if you know history at all hitler was a terrible person a terrible person and he did terrible things and he wasn't trying to protect and save the lives of everyone he was trying to protect and save the lives of people who he thought were superior who he thought were better and it's ironic that people who think that they are superior and better than other people in Michigan are the ones calling her Hitler when they're the ones who are acting as such. They're willing to sacrifice people so that they can live the way that they want to. They want to get haircuts and everything like that. And it's crazy, but then it's really crazy to think about how most of these people are Caucasian or white or however you want to call it. And they're calling someone a, a white oppressor but they've never really experienced oppression this is this is the extent of their oppression not being able to get their hair done and their nails done or golfing or fishing or motorboating or whatever this is the extent of their oppression and you see how they act where in actual holocaust Jews were rounded up, put in concentration camps, and killed and forced to live in situations that the last thing on their mind was, I want to get my hair cut and my nails done. They were forced to solely think about their survival. Every day, they had to think about whether they were going to make it out alive or not. And you want to compare that to someone who's trying to protect people you are calling her a person who supports mass genocide when she's trying to prevent it you are putting a slap in the face to jews 
to anybody who has parents, grandparents, well, I guess they're all be grandparents at this point, who have lived through and experienced the Holocaust and who have made it to here. African-Americans also were people who were rounded up in the Holocaust. That's a slap in the face for us. It's a slap in the face for everything. Calling it slavery is a slap in the face to every black person who, period, we have ancestors who were enslaved. They didn't get to choose these things that you want, that you vote as essential. We didn't even get to choose what we ate, what we did for our day. We were literal slaves and had no rights and you're mad because you can't go to work to save other people so you're gonna call it slavery without thinking about the implications and what you're saying about things that you cause onto other people and that's really scary it's really scary because you're basically blatantly saying i don't care about history i don't care what really happened I feel like I'm a slave, so I am. But what about the people you fucking enslaved for four centuries? Like, what? And then after, after that, then you have the Jim Crow laws and you have segregation. The people that, when they try to protest for their rights and their freedoms, you poured fucking milkshakes and sodas on them. You turned dogs on them. You put water pressure from fire hydrants on them. You hung them. You lied on them. You tied things to their body and threw them in a river. You burned them alive. You assassinated them. You did all of these things. And now that you're slightly inconvenienced, you want to call it slavery? No. What you did to minorities is slavery. What you continue to do to minorities is slavery. You are once again showing your white privilege because you have the ability to protest with guns without getting shot at. You think that you have the right to get a haircut and your nails done at the risk of killing thousands of people. And when you don't get your way, you feel as if you are being enslaved by the government who is trying to protect you. When you weren't trying to protect black people, you weren't trying to protect minorities when you enslaved them, when you segregated them, when you told us that we were dumber than you, that we were less intelligent, that we were disgusting, that we were diseased, that we were below you. Those weren't things that you were trying to fight for then. So why are you doing it now? Um... There was another statement about how these protesters are kin to Rosa Parks. And that was just disgusting. Because first of all, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat to a white man. And it wasn't because she did wanted to go to the hair salon. It's because she was tired and she felt like she deserved that seat. The way that they protested was by coming together as a community and not catching the bus and showing them that the bus companies needed their money and their patronage. 
they carpooled they walked they did whatever it took to make that protest they didn't stand on the capitol steps with fucking rifles to make a point because their fragile masculinity is threatened it's frustrating that you believe that you have a right to say anything about slavery or hitler or any of these things when you are the problem and you've been the problem for centuries you think that you are better and you continue to show how you think that you are better and you don't see, you don't even see a problem with it you don't see anything wrong with you thinking that you deserve to have more and you deserve whatever you think you deserve you don't put other people before you you don't put what other people need before you you just think about yourself and that is fucking scary because that is the way that communities die and that thought process you can go ahead and take a third of america's population gone and then where will we be what about our economy then you think that our economy is just having buildings open but our economy is having people that are able to support them. What are you going to do when a third of the population is gone? A third of the people who are buying you are gone. Small businesses are gone. Because you wanted your business to open prematurely. I haven't worked. And it sucks sometimes. I've, you know, Michigan has the government... The stimulus checks, they have been very helpful in supplementing what needs to happen. I feel like I've been very blessed in that area. But I still haven't worked. And there is always the underlying fear of what happens when that unemployment runs out for me. What do I do then? How do I live? And I save and I work And I do everything that I need to do while also trying to live my life and give back to the economy. But the fear is still there. What happens when the well dries up? What happens when those 16 weeks are over? What do I do? And you know, people don't think about that. They don't think about you. And that is scary. What's going on right now is really scary. The state that we are in is scary. And I wish that there was a leader that could unite us instead of divide us. Because if we're divided, we're not going to make it out alive. We're just not. We're going to lose people. We're going to lose our sanity. We're going to go crazy. And I know that a lot of people feel like they're going crazy now. And sometimes I do too, but I know what it's like to actually go crazy, to hit that brink. And I don't wish that on a single fucking person. It's scary that someone who is looking out for us, 
who is trying to make sure that we are safe is being attacked. So I don't I don't even know what people think she's getting out of this. Would you think that she derives pleasure from telling us what we can and cannot do? She's not getting anything out of this. She literally has to fight tooth and nail for everything. Everything she's trying to do to help us, everything that she's trying to do to make this better, she has to fight for it. And no one's giving her help. Yet somehow we're still here. So yeah, it's fucking stressful. And it's scary and I can't sleep. And when I read the things about her, it makes me sad. When I read that people are trying to sue her, when I read that the House of Representatives are trying to sue her, it makes me sad because... It's like attacking the person that you have in your corner. She's here to help us. And what people are doing is attacking her for caring. And maybe that feels personal. Maybe it feels like when I try to help people and they've just latched on and just had at it with me. And that's fine and that's fair. But we have to do better. We can't just think about ourselves. And we can't just view the fragile people, the people who have pre-existing conditions, the people who are obese, who have diabetes, who have heart disease. We can't view them as expendable. I can't think of a single life that I would view as expendable. All life matters. Period. Um. and some people might even hate me for saying this and dislike it or whatever but sit the fuck down stay the fuck at home and let's work as a community to save lives if you want to start having more money practice group economics Group economics is an amazing way to help save money. Working together, working collectively. If we work together, if we do this together, we'll live through it. If not, we're going to fucking fail. And I want to believe the best in people and I want to believe that we can make it. So I hope that people don't prove me wrong. I hope that we really do make it out alive. Well, guys, that is all I have for today. I know that I have been MIA and I'm sorry. I really appreciate you guys all for listening. Um, as you know, I am still always available on that girl PDcast on Instagram and on Twitter. I may not use it often. But I am still there. So thank you so much for listening. 